Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Grown Up Gay with your boy Vaughn. And your boy Malik. What's up, you guys? Hope all is well. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and thank you all so much for the support that we saw with last week's episode, as well as the following we've gained on our social media account, especially our Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you are new to our Twitter, welcome to the Grown Up Gay family. If this is your first time listening, um, we got over 200 new followers. So shout out to you all and shout out to XD for being on last week's episode. If you missed it, please go back and take a listen. But Malik, how have you been? Uh, I've been, you know, I've been super fucking emotional this last week. It is, you know, man, it's so difficult dealing with people and their lives and, and also just trying to stay true to what you need and what you want in a full-time job and going to therapy and healing. It's like, oh, there's so many things going through your mind. You know, it's just so many, it's, it's just like a, this, this push and pull and dating. It's just really difficult. Like I just working on yourself takes time. Yeah. It and does. money. It takes time, <laughs> and money, money. <laughs> energy, all the, all your resources. And I've just been, uh, feeling very drained lately like oh my gosh what direction do i go in do i don't i um you know just this really feeling like (sighs) i need a break you know but i what like what what's been keeping me going honestly is just my yoga practice like i could not do it without my spirituality and and god and there's this there's this yoga quote in the sutras and it, and it says um, practice becomes firmly grounded when well attended to for a long time without breaking mm. all earnestness and it's like it's just oh it's like Malik you know what although you're going through maybe not even a difficult time but a time where you really have to like dig dig deep balls deep into it <laughs> stay stay balls deep Keep practicing what you're preaching Keep going You know, emotions come and go Like, bitch, you'd be happy today And sad tomorrow Like, emotions change at the drop of a dime So just keep going And don't let it get the best of you Like, um, yeah That's how, but I'm better I'm strong I'm a fighter and uh, everything will be what, what it's supposed to be. Work's going well, so I'm blessed in that end. And I'm so excited about the show, how how fast we're growing, how much we're growing. And it's like I look back at where we were last year. It's like, wow, look at all we've done. So um, I'm looking at the positive and, like, trying to just evaluate the things that may not be so good and just deal with it one day at a time, one step at a time. Remember, like, you can't chew a whole steak in one bite. You have to cut it and then chew it bit by bit. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. Mm. What's up with you, friend? <laughs> well, first, I heard four different songs in my head as you were talking. I did, <laughs> too. That, I was thinking, too. Anyone that knows me in first, when you said emotions, I was like, it's just emotions <laughs> taking me over. And then you said, and you said, um... Something about um, One Step at a Time, I thought of the Jordan Sparks song, and I thought of Every Little Thing is Gonna Be Alright. Like, well, I was thinking about Whitney Spears, to... I'm Strong. Stronger? Me too! That was, that was the fourth song! That was the fourth song. That was the fourth song. Okay. That was the fourth song. Well, in sequence. I heard them all in sequence as you were talking, and I was like, I was trying so hard not to sing. Oh my God. Because anybody that's like hung out with me in person knows. Oh. 
I'm literally a jukebox. Listen, this nigga <laughs> like, will bust out in a song. You say one word and it, in, I don't know what it. I'm like, it's like moment. It's like word vomit. It just comes out. But um, I've been good. I've also had um, a trying week. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a bad way. Just, well, in a in an uplifting way, but also in like a um, a uh, cumbersome. That's a good word. Way. Cumbersome. Um, like you, you were saying, like working on yourself takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money. <laughs> like, yeah. especially when you're trying to do things that like you should have done a long time ago, or that your parents probably should have done when you were younger. Like get braces, um, just to like take care of. Because I'm going through that process right now. I already have braces. I've had them for about a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, but. I'm kind of doing the final stages of that, mm-hmm. and um, just it's take it's it's taking time and and, and money. Girl, listen, I had braces for five years, bitch. You listen. are doing fine. Trust me. You, <laughs> no, I you only it, have a little bit longer to go. I, I have six months to a year left, depending on how um, the final stages of all this goes. And it's really interesting. Like they can sh- completely change your smile now. Like instead of just. It's funny because I went in and I was just like, hey, I just want to finish, you know, what I started. I'm not trying to do anything extra. But these, they know how to sell you. <laughs> like, he was like, because, you know, your, gum, your smile, you have a great smile, but it's a little gummy. If you, you know, we can do this and we can do that. And I was like, huh. And ever since he said that, now every single time that I smile, I'm like, bitch, it is a little gummy. You know what? Those doctors will really jip your ass. They will they get really you They really will, yo. Like, it's crazy. It is. Um, but, you know... It's about getting yourself together. Yeah. And speaking of that, we can go ahead and move on into the next topic. You guys, this week's Get It Together is going to be about um, practicing your goals and um, just really understanding that you have to come into things with, with the beginner's mindset. Most recently, I've been going through this process where I've been um, interviewing for a job, right? And as I've been interviewing, we both have. Yes. So as I've been interviewing for this job, um, I've gotten to the final steps, and it's been going really, 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 really super well. Um, you know, I've been super confident. I, you know, I've you know, dotted my eyes and crossed my T's. And when I've gotten to the final step, talking with, um, you know, the boss, CEO, the president of the company. I was a little overly confident. I was a little too pretentious, if you will. And that shined through. And so I had to take a step back and be like, hmm, did I go into this with a beginner's mindset? Did, did I go into this as hungry as I was when I first started? And the answer was no, I did not. And that's because I was I got too comfortable. And... We're all, we all fall victim to getting too comfortable sometimes. We all fall victim, absolutely. you know, to thinking we got it in the bag. We all fall victim to just, oh, yes, girl, it's nothing. And, and, and really underestimating people, places, and things. And one thing I had to remember is that, yes, I am great. You know, yes, I have been affirmed by other people, and, and I have accolades, and I have this, I have this. But the thing is, they don't know me. They don't know me. And right. we have to keep the attitude of 
I'm a beginner. I'm just starting. You have to remain humble. Like that is such an important thing to always remain humble because when you remain humble and when you always go into things like it's your first time, you're always going to give it your all. You're always going to leave it all on the floor. You're going to, you're going to leave it all at that desk. You're going to write all you can write in that email. You're going to say all you can do in that email. You're just going to give it 150%. And so um, what I saw myself doing was, like I said, just being too comfortable and, and really feeling like, oh, I got this in the bag, but that's not the case. And so um, when someone gives you an opportunity, be grateful for it, but also realize that it could have been someone else. It didn't have to be you, right? And really honor that, honor that, that phrase. It could have been someone else. It didn't have to be me, but it is. And so... Um, Make sure you come to things with a beginner's mindset. Make sure that you always remain humble. And how you do that is, you know, by being grateful for opportunities, by saying, hey, again, it could have been someone else. This this opportunity did not have to come to me. There are a million people that would love to be standing here. So if you're able to honor that, if you're able to show yourself some grace and remember where you've come from, where you want to go, you will always be able to you know, start fresh and, 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 and go into things again with the beginner's mindset. So that's to get it together this week. Always be humble, always go into things with the beginner's mindset because you may not be as lucky as me and have an opportunity to prove yourself again. Mm-hmm. I think that's, it's funny because like like I said earlier, I'm also going through the well. I was <laughs> going through the interview process, um, but my get it together actually is work related as well. And it's stand up for yourself. Um, don't let anyone steamroll you, regardless of their title, regardless of their position in the company, regardless of how much money they make, whatever the case may be. Um, I'll, although I am a very passive person. Um, and like every day, like, although like, I said this like two weeks ago, I don't know what it is, but like, I'm not nearly as passive as I used to be in like everyday life. Absolutely not. Like, it, it's so random. Like even in, I was at the grocery store the other day and this lady, I, this lady was in front of me in line. So like, we you know we're waiting, whatever. She starts putting her stuff up. This other lady, cause there was this, there was a, a piece of, a, a thing of chicken and a cream corn randomly like off to the side and i didn't even notice it at first i thought it was just that lady's stuff this other lady comes from behind her come from behind me now and it's like uh um excuse me i was in line she says it to me and the other lady like we're supposed to she's like yeah I was, I'm, I'm sorry i was ahead of you but then i had to run out for a second and get some and i'm like i've been here for about five minutes so like what do you mean you had to run out and get something so she's like yeah because i was just ahead of you mind you the lady is literally already her stuff is already being rung up so, like, she and the lady are kind of, like, going back and forth. The lady's being very passive about it because she's like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> my, food, my food is being rung up. I can't, like, stop them. And, but the lady's being, like, an asshole about it. But she's being, like, a cynical asshole. She's, like, smiling while saying, like, rude shit. So I was just like, well, what the fuck did you want her to do? Mm. And, like, when I said it, I was surprised myself. <laughs> that she said that. <laughs> that I said yeah. it. Because, like, I had been thinking in my head, like, well, what the fuck do you want her to do? And I said to her, I said, well, what the fuck do you want her to do? <laughs> and, the, and the lady looked up at me like, oh, well, I was talking to her. And I said, yeah, and I'm talking to you. 
what the fuck do you want her to do? Her food is being run. How are we supposed to know you you, you stepped away for five minutes to get something? Are we, were we supposed to wait for you till you came back? Like, you didn't leave a note or anything, did you? Mm. And the lady was like, oh, I, I was just talking. And I was like, okay. And I like, after it happened, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> she was probably you bitch. <laughs> right. And like anyone that knows me knows that is not me at all. I'm the person that like even on trains and stuff, I will let the train go cuz I don't want to like squeeze into people. I'm the person that like I'll let you get over cuz I don't want to like I'll wait extra long at the light and just let you go. Like I'm I'm that person. I'm the person that like let someone cut them in line just cuz I don't want like that awkward can I get like I don't want any of that. Yeah. I'm very passive. But like I've never been passive when it comes to disrespect mm. never like in any of any of my, the jobs that i've ever held i've never allowed anyone to disrespect me and it's something that a lot of my friends admire about me because a lot of my friends are also pretty passive people <laughs> we're all like pretty chill um but they're always like he, he's not with the shits when it comes to like disrespect or anything um and although i'm not with the shits when it comes to disrespect i'm also not stupid i also don't allow um me to act out of character myself to act out of character um i'm i'm a very controlled person which is why i don't drink because i don't know how i act if i'm drunk yep. and i can't control myself when i'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> therefore i resulted to not drinking but that's and it's 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 very um it's very <laughs> very uh ocd it's very control freak of me to like want full control of my actions at all times but I also take pride in, in how I carry myself. And no one can ever say I did or acted a way that I'm not cognizant of. Yep, you know what I mean? Yep, yep. Um, so at work, I've been having this issue with my new director where um, she's kind of come in strong and very wrong. And strong we've and all wrong, been... Two things yeah, that we, do not go <laughs> hand to hand, bitch. They don't. They're, just ne- they're never a good combination. Um and everyone has kind of been very passive because you know when someone is your director that means they are the top of the top for your department like they are the pinnacle of your department they they set the structure they run the show etc cetera, etc cetera. now here's the thing i don't give a fuck what show you run you don't run me point blank period and if you are doing anything that i feel is you know discriminatory um or outside of what the hell i signed up for um or just plain not fair if you're not making the the working environment something that's uh doable something that's comfortable and something that's um encouraging a space that's encouraging i'm not going to sit around and just allow it to happen um and i'm not going to tell the full tale of the story all, I know, all I'm going to say is don't bring me to HR mm. because unlike these other hoes, I, I come correct at all times. You got the receipts, baby. I have the receipts. Yeah. And on top of having the receipts, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm meticulous. I tell, all, I tell people this all the time. I'm the nicest person in the world. I really am. I will give you my last. However, if you get on my bad side, I am an evil bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am an evil bitch. I, listen, I cut my father off for eight months, like, happily. So I will cut in one of you niggas off with ease. And, like, I'm not one of those, oh, um, you know, it, it's just easier to forgive someone because it's more stress. No, it's not going to cause me any stress to not fuck with you. 
As we know, um, because so, bitch, last episode, she told us how <laughs> you paid, paid your <laughs> absolute dust. L- listen, and she's the one exact, she's the exact person I'm talking about. She tried to take me to HR and essentially left the meeting. She, essentially, she left the meeting looking stupid. And um, I left the meeting feeling very validated and very um, sure of myself because I knew what the fuck I was talking about. So in my get it together, I want to say stand up for yourself. But also, make sure you come correct. Yeah. In all aspects of life. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. Just like that lady at the fucking cash register, bitch. What the fuck did you want us to do? Because <laughs> she, she did her mistake was she came at us wrong. Because first you're strong with an attitude. And then you're being, like, completely obtuse. Like, how are we supposed to know you left cream, cream corn and a piece of chicken like, as a sign <laughs> that you were waiting in line? Like, ain't no name assigned to that shit. Like, what the fuck did you... Put that you shit to I mean? the side and scam my... And read me up, Miss, right. miss, miss Girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, we're going to take a short little break. And we'll be right back with Growing Up Gay. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is GrownUpGay, G-R-O-W-N, UpGay. Our Twitter is GrownUpGay underscore. And our website, of course, is GrownUpGay.com. Now let's get back into this week's episode. Alright, so for this week's Growing Up Gay, um, we wanted to do something a little different. Um, and we wanted to focus on 10 hard truths that our community black queer you know etc um need to accept these are five things for me and five things from malik that we feel like everyone just needs to just accept at this point and stop making excuses for it and just deal just deal so malik do you want to take it away with number five for you number five so Gender and sex are not the same thing, you guys. I know you guys are having these gender reveal parties. I know that you guys love to couple them together, but they are completely opposite. First thing first, gender is how someone identifies, okay? That means that after they have language to say, this is how I'm going to navigate the world. This is how I'm going to present myself. This is my gender. This is how I feel. This is what resonates within my soul. Sex is what you're assigned at birth. You come out of your mother's canal. The doctor says, bam, this is a boy. This is a girl. It's based on your genitalia, okay? Gender is more mental. Sex is physical. I know that a lot of you guys don't want to accept this. But these are the scientific facts. All you, you, you know, y'all always talking about science, science, science. This is science. Accept it. This is the truth that you guys just don't, for some reason, I don't know why it's so hard for people to differentiate the two. Especially yeah. when I don't, I don't think it'll be hard for people that listen to this podcast. No, 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 no. But some of your cousins. Well, you know what? I think there <laughs> are. I mean, not. I see a lot of queer people still get. Get the two confused, honestly. So, I mean, I I, I know a lot of queer men that uh, couple them together that are still ignorant to the differences. I mean, even some of our mm. friends. So, I I, won't, I don't necessarily agree with that. But that is my number five. My number five is stop seeking validation and start seeking therapy. Mm. Likes, dick, nor adoration will save you. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and this is for, I think this is for our generation as a whole. Yes. I'm including myself in this one because I'm keeping it 3,000 with y'all. A bitch be in the gym because they want um, likes and adoration. Now, <laughs> um, likes not per se because I don't post shit for anyone to like. But, you know, we all do want to look good. And, and we all know it feels good when someone that you admire mm-hmm. happens to also admire you. Yes. Um, however, I think our community, especially gay men, I think we have a lot of issues um, well, I'll say queer people in general, but especially gay men, I feel like, have a lot of issues that we internalize. And it's somewhat, to- well, not somewhat, it is toxic because I think it comes out in a lot of other ways. I think we go out, uh, go seeking um, a lot of the love and compassion that we didn't get or we didn't feel at home in other places and in other men and then often don't find it there either. Um, so I think we all just, you know, therapy is a wonderful thing. And I'm saying this as someone that hasn't even attended therapy yet, but (laughs) I know it's a wonderful thing and it does wonderful things for people. And one of these days, if I feel like I need to step into a therapist's office and sit down, I will. Absolutely. Therapy Um, is a great tool for anyone that can... Uh, excessive and shit. There, there are free therapists out there because my friend is one. There so are. honestly, there's no excuse. Make it happen. Just make it happen. Like Mariah said, make you it can make it. That actually rounds me right to my number four. You can't Google everything, you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're in a digital age where. Everyone, everyone's on WebMD, looking it up, trying, trying to diagnose themselves. What do I have? What is this? But some things we have to just call a professional. Schedule that mm-hmm. appointment. Um, yes. <laughs> depression. Please stop WebMDing yourself. Please. 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 It, it, it just, please. It just gives you, it just makes you even more anxious. It makes you even more cool. Yo, that shit gives you wild anxiety. Yes. It's just like, <laughs> you're sitting here, I mean, like, after you WebMD something, you're like, well, nigga, do I have, you know, what, if you, it's, it's six things. You think you have all the I's, all the S's, you think you have everything. You have like. everything because it's ten different diseases or conditions with those same symptoms, so what is Word. it? Listen. You'll be like, you'll be like, my left pinky, bitch cancer. <laughs> what? My left pinky toe, all I said is my left pinky toe hurt, and all of a sudden you got cancer. Like, WebMD is the devil, it, honestly. It is really <laughs> demonic. Take your ass to a goddamn free clinic, my nigga, okay? Right. Like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, like, and, and, and another thing. Ginger ale is not going to cure <laughs> that shit. Ginger ale does you know not cure we need everything. To, we, need, we need to look into, like, how ginger ale became, like, the, <sighs> the tea. Because in Jamaica, everything is go drink some tea. Like, just drink a little tea and you'll be okay. Like, like I remember <laughs> when my appendix ruptured, <laughs> for two days, I was in pain. And all my mother kept saying was, just go drink some ginger tea. Make, make a little gin, ginger tea and put some onion in there. Like, you'll be all right. Just drink some ginger. Like, for two days, I'm sitting in bed like, ow, this hurts. I'm going to die. <laughs> and my mom was just rubbing me. Like, oh, you just need some tea. I'm going to make him some tea. And then my brother was like, no, mom, I think he's dying. <laughs> like... <laughs> He's actually dying. And I feel like ginger ale is that, but for American people. Oh, my God. Like. It absolutely is for American people. Ginger ale and my dad's mother would do a Coke and a goodie powder. She thought that would save everything. Like, girl, no. <laughs> no, sis. 
Um, y'all just stop being cheap and do it the right way. <laughs> just stop, you know. Just pay the copay, goddamn it. Pay the copay. <laughs> pay that copay. <laughs> and if you don't have the bread, like I said, there are plenty of free resources, seriously, for everything. If you need if you need legal advice, you can call if you're in Georgia, you can call the Georgia Bar. They won't give you legal advice, but they will point you in the right direction for someone who can you need a therapist there are plenty of therapists out here that work pro bono same thing for lawyers same thing with doctors go to the free clinic for real like stop googling Please. and stuff and 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 just just find professionals that know what the fuck they're talking about right absolutely um my number four is you are where you are because of how you've reacted to what has happened to you not solely because of what has happened to you. I do understand that there are things that happen in life to us um, that we have no control over. There are just, you know, certain, certain unfortunate situations that happen in life. Um, However, how you react to them is more important than them actually happening to you. That's my personal opinion. Um, I've been through a lot of things in life, you know, a lot of things in life, but I think the one thing God has blessed me with is resilience, and he's also allowed me to always um, uh, see things for what has happened and what needs to be done to better the situation, as opposed to allowing me to sulk and remain in those, you know, instances, because... It's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to it. Because you can't change what's happened to you. It happened. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening as we speak. What are you going to do from this point on that is going to get you a result and get you to where you need to be and want to be, regardless of whatever happens to you? You know, that that's, that's the truth I think everyone needs to just accept. And I think it'll bring you to a place because now I'm to the point where like I used to be very dramatic and when things happen I'd be like Lord why <laughs> I mean, what did I do why to deserve me? this now I'm just like alright okay I see you yeah alright okay I got you yeah next next thank you yeah next. I agree it's like it's not what happens but it's how you respond you have the key to everything and we all are in control of our lives and our mouths and our actions so yeah you can you can turn a, a bad experience or a not so good experience into something that is amazing. I mean, I've done it a million times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my number three: stop romanticizing yester fucking year. Woo! Amen. The shit has happened. Oh. I felt that it has happened. This is actually this goes hand in hand with yours. This sh- yeah. and the shit has already happened. What are you going to do about it? If you take your hand and you try to reach it over your shoulder behind you, it's hard as fuck. But if you reach forward, that's much more accessible and that's much easier. That's how your life should be. Stop looking back. Stop reaching back. Ain't shit back there. You know. You, you know how hard <laughs> it is to lotion your back, motherfucker. It's hard as hell <laughs> to lotion your back. But it's easy to lotion your chest, your stomach, your arms, whatever, whatever, whatever. So just just stop looking back in the past. Stop trying to critique things that you shoulda, coulda, woulda. None of that matters. All that matters is what are you going to do to make it better next time? How are you going to look at what happened yesteryear and figure out, hmm, I didn't like that because of this. 
when this happened, I felt like this. And I don't want to feel right. like that anymore. Like, how are you going to own your mouth? How are you going to own your body? How are you going to own your mm-hmm. actions? How are you going to own your desires? How, how, like, what are you going to do about it? And mm-hmm. i tell you one thing. Being hung up over what happened two years ago in that last relationship, it just makes you even de- even more depressed. Trust me, I know. I spent six months of my life trying to figure out why my ex boyfriend wouldn't d- wouldn't take me back, why he didn't want to be with me, why he didn't want to love me. Like, bruh, please, I'm telling you, it ain't worth it. There's so much more to life than worried about what happened in the past. You're missing out on so many great things in the future by spending your wills and spending your energy and resources on yesteryear. That is real. Yeah. And that also goes for Hollywood. If y'all don't stop with these motherfucking remakes. Oh my God. That guy, did, did if you see? If y'all don't hire some goddamn creatives did and create some goddamn Did you see that Charlie Angels promo? That shit looks awful. Those it bitches. looks like a Beals outlet <laughs> campaign or like, so I, like what the, like what it, that it looks awful. I see. Y'all like, look like a Rule 22 ad. <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Not 21, 22. 22. Damn. It looks so bad. I'm so thankful Lupita was like, I'm good. Oh, yeah. That was awful. Yeah. Lupita saw that from a mile away and was like, nah, I'm good. Mm -mm. Um, (laughs) My number three, it's getting a little hot in the kitchen. It's getting a little spicy around here. Uh, (laughs) African-Americans, you do not own the black identity nor are you entitled to other black cultures simply because of the color of your skin. Say it one more time. You do not own the black identity, <laughs> nor are you entitled to other black cultures simply because of the color of your skin. Okay. I know we're all black. There's different ranges from your Mariah's to your, you know. Lapidus. Lupita's uh, Listen I know However Culture and color are not the same thing They're not I know they both start with C Damn But they are not the same thing Okay You might look like me But our experiences Mm. The things that we grew up eating Listening to The stories we grew up hearing The experiences we have from the places that we were born or our families were born, unless they are the same, then they're just not. Wow. So you telling and me feel... that just because I know how to wild my way, <laughs> so I'm not Jamaican? No. <laughs> you, you, you might be Dutch and you can't whine, but you're not Jamaican. Okay? The same way I love soca and I love shark and bake, but guess what? I'm not from Trinidad. I'm from Jamaica. Okay? So culture and color are not the same thing. Just like everyone is an African-American. Some of us are Afro-Caribbean, if you want to give us that one. Um, You know, black is a great word. White. Oh, this is for white people. Stop being afraid of saying black. It's not a bad. It's not. It's not nigger. It's not. Okay. You can say black. Because there's so many times, like even with the Rihanna, people would ask the questions like, as an African-American woman, how does da-da-da, and she would be staring at them like, what? What? <laughs> like. They wouldn't be what? so politically correct. Just say, I'm, just say black. Just say black. <laughs> just say black. It's okay. 
and and the thing is, I'm not saying we can't appreciate cultures because that's one thing. People give Drake a lot, right? Because they're like, oh, he's a culture vulture. He da da da. And I'm like, no. As much as I, you could just use the same argument I made against me and try to validate that. If you go to Toronto and you spend any, if you spend five minutes in Toronto, yeah, you'll completely see and feel Jamaica's impact. Toronto is literally like a little Jamaica. Even the white people there, their twang, the the music they listen to, like you can go to a waiting room and you will hear like reggae music, and not like airplane airport airport reggae music, like real reggae music, like. Jamaican culture is Caribbean culture in general, but especially Jamaican culture is massive in Toronto. So in someone like Drake's condition, I personally wouldn't consider him a culture vulture as far as Jamaica goes. But in these other instances, for a lot of these other people who don't know much more about Jamaica than Bob Marley and weed, <laughs> all I want to need for mind your business. Okay. And this Hollywood also, please stop hiring. Cause if I hear one more, Goddamn Jamaican accent that doesn't sound. I'm if I hear if I hear Patwa one more time, and it sounds like fucking a bad Irish accent what? or a bad um, Nigerian accent, I'm gonna have a problem. Like it is 2019. There are actual Jamaican people that can act. What to go what on? What to go on? What to what to go on? <laughs> so just remember. Culture and color, not the same thing. Okay, that hit home for me. I I really appreciate that. Um, my number four. Stop expecting celebrities, teachers, coaches mm. to raise your badass kids. Say it again, one more time. Stop expecting more. celebrities, mm. teachers, mm-hmm. and or coaches. To raise mm. those baby kids of yours. <laughs> yes. Now, I have been a dance coach for over 10 years. And one thing that I've known <clears throat> parents to expect is for us to stay after school. And I mean, after rehearsal's over. Bring, oh, they want y'all to tuck the kids in for Bring your for child bed, home. And, and read my bedtime story. Feed them, clothe them, <laughs> pay the dues when you can't pay them. <laughs> I have friends that are teachers. The The parents don't don't even want to go over the homework with, with the kids once they get home. They don't even want to bring the kids to tutorial. They think that they, the child's going to learn everything in school. Hell no. That's I real. would always tell my, my, my students, you have to practice when you get home, y'all. You have to perfected you're not gonna get it all here when you're with me for two hours this is just tutorial i'm just teaching you the basics so you can go home and perfect it so you can go home and master it and get it in your get it in your brain get it in your body your muscle memory your muscle memory you have to go home and rehearse it and perfect it and practice it the same thing goes for whether it's extracurricular or whether it's your curriculum absolutely you have to really spend time perfecting anything that you want to be good at and it is really a missed opportunity for a parent to think that rihanna or beyonce is supposed to be their role model for their child it's really unfortunate for any parent to raise issue with a celebrity because of their music or the way they dress because they feel like their child is watching it's your job to tell your child what you want to instill in them not a celebrity 
that you know it's funny that always killed me when people be like oh you know you're wearing this so my ch- okay who's buying the child's clothing <laughs> not the 12 i know the 12 year old is yeah i know so like hello what's going on with that so yeah get that together you know get that together. own your own shit and, and and be responsible for your children and, and you know your loved ones Absolutely. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. My number two. I feel like I got all the spicy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Stop blaming white people for everything. Oh. Stop blaming <laughs> Caucasian people for everything. Now, listen, they're awful. I've said it. They are. They've done a, the most ungodly things and are still some of the most ungodly ungodly people people. (laughs) okay (laughs) they they are okay but y'all have got to stop blaming white people for everything and this for me stems from a conversation that i i was having on twitter with one of my followers um in regard to inglewood um or is it i think it's uh it's compton or inglewood one of those areas in la um this apartment building sent their tenants a letter saying, hey, y'all got 90 days to um, get this bread up or get out because we're changing the rent from like $860 for a one bedroom to like $1,790. Ooh, that's dumb. Um, yeah, I think one, one of the two bedrooms was went from, from being like $1,012 to like $2,300 or something like that. Damn. Um, and this surge in, in um, price comes from the fact that they had just built a brand new stadium in that area um, for, I don't know anything about sports, so it's probably like a, a football team or something. Um, the Raiders, I think, is in L.A. The Raiders are the in Oakland. See? <laughs> I think. Listen, I tried, okay? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> that, that was authentic. I tried. Um, but anyway... Um, this caused a quiet stir on t- Twitter, especially in the, amongst the black community. And in the, a conversation I was having, um, because I, I retweeted and said, you know, stories like this are super fucked up, but also a reminder that people should not spend their lives buy, uh, renting and at some point need to buy. Mm. Um, because what accompanied that series of, because the, the way that this was rolled out by the account um, that tweeted the initial uh, information out was actually pretty brilliant because they have about six stories of people that have lost um, their that are losing their apartment because they can't afford this new rent and the last post is a black guy who actually purchased an apartment in the building and, and everyone was like looking at him like you're crazy why are you buying in this area but he's now making three times what um, he purchased for if he chose to sell he would be making three times what he paid for it upon purchase. Yeah. Um, and of course this caused a discussion where people were saying, you know, rent buying is not that easy. There's, you know, all these fees and all these, you know, da da da. And I said, yes, that's the case. But you know what you would have if you did buy a roof over your head, <laughs> because no one can send you a letter saying, Hey sis, when you own it, um, give me more money. Yeah. That is not how that works. And, People were saying that, oh, this is governmental, and I personally disagree because it's a privately owned building. You cannot tell someone to do with, like, what to do with their building. I own this building. 
if I've been watching... And the thing, furthermore, what kind of annoys me about it is... It's not 2009. It's not 2010. Gentrification in this generation, because it's something that's always happened for centuries. But in this generation specifically, we've been able to watch it happen. For the past, I would say, 15 years, we've been watching gentrification slowly happen. I remember moving to Atlanta when I did, and an apartment in Buckhead, a one-bedroom was like $750. A nice stainless steel appliances was like $750. That same apartment now is probably $19 to $2,100. If not more. If not more. Mm -hmm. And like, that's... the. And, and, and that's where my frustration comes because we've seen this happen time and time again. We saw it, we, I saw it firsthand happen to Atlanta. We've seen it happen to Brooklyn. We've seen it happen to the Bronx. We've seen it happen to all these different places in New York. We've seen it happen all, in L.A. We've all seen it All around the country it's happening. All around the country we've seen this happen. So I don't understand why people are still allowing themselves to get caught get up. Caught up. And, yep. and like I said, I understand situations Everyone doesn't have the funds right away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if you create a plan to make something happen for yourself and you stick to it, like we said earlier, it can happen. So if these people know they're not making a ton of money, know they can't afford better, but some of these people have been renting for decades upon decades. They've been living in the building for 20, 30 years. Now, color me confused, but... If you've been renting for 30 years, you do realize you've been overpaying for 30 years. Mm-hmm. You could have owned the building. Because you're not, you, the money they're charging you is not the money they need to pay the rent. Nope. They're getting something off the top of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of something. And th- that's a common practice. So I don't understand why people are more comfortable with that than just saying, okay, let me struggle for five years, a year, three years, whatever the case may be. Is Let me go back with mom's. Or, you know, a friend, let me get a three-bedroom and there's three of us. in the Like, sometimes you have to make sacrifices for the things that you want in life. And sitting around and blaming other people, especially white people, because the, the argument later went into, oh, this is governmental, you know, they can't do this to us. Yes, they can. And they can because we allow them to. You can't look for white people to give a fuck about you. Mm. I personally never would put my fate my future, or my security in the hands of anyone else, especially not a white person. They've never had our best interests at heart. So at this point, especially for our generation, are y'all just going to sit around and continue to complain and moan and groan? Or are you going to do the things that you need to do to ensure that regardless of whatever, you know, Laheim and them are doing with the building, you good? Like, you have options, you have choices. You need to make them and make them properly. Yep. Okay. Learn the system just like white folks have and make it work for yourself. Listen, Donald Trump is not the only person out here that can evade taxes. Not saying you should evade taxes. Now, hold on now. I'm about to say, hold on. (laughs) You don't need the IRS knocking on anybody's door. There are a lot of, you know, tips and tricks that you can do to. You know, be profitable, and uh, there's sacrifices that can be made to make also. the system work for you. And and also, like like Vaughn said, there there's sacrifices that can be made. So do the right thing. Uh, my number one, and this one has uh always just really hit home for me. 
there's more than one way to God. Mm. There is more than one way to God. And I say that because if you think that God, if you are a Christian and you think that God is so omnipotent that he would only present himself in one form to one type of person in one way, then you are really simple-minded. You're a simpleton. Mm -hmm. Um, Because God is everywhere in everything. And He's omnipresent. Come on, Jesus. Th that's it. And he would not just allow himself to be in this just one simple form because he knows that, hey, there's some people out here that are not going to get it that aren't going to get it this way. Just like when you're in school, you may not understand the curriculum the way the teacher is teaching it. So they may have to re remediate you and get you a different type of study guide or a different type of tutor or a different type of something. Just like when you go to a doctor and you say, you know, I need a second opinion. And then that second doctor says, oh, this is what you're doing. And then that works for you. That's just how religion and spirituality is. Absolutely. And I think it's really a missed opportunity um, for anyone that is sitting around feeling defeated, feeling sad in their place of worship because they don't feel, you know, spiritually fed. If, if you're not feeling it, find out how you can get what you need. Find whatever practice it is. Find whatever hodgepodge, whatever mix-match thing you need to do to feel good about your spiritual body, to feel good about what you're doing. Because... I tell you this, I was listening to Eat, Pray, Thought the other day, and they had Angelica Ross. Angelica Ross. Ross. Ooh, wasn't that an episode? Oh, oh. that was an episode. episode. And she was yes, talking was. about her practice as a Buddhist, and I was just listening to how many similarities that there, there are between that and the yogic philosophy. And so, you know, all in all, you guys, whatever it is that you need to do, do it. And don't ever let anyone tell you, oh, it's only one way. Because Christians will tell you that. And that's not the truth. Right. That's my number Absolutely. one. That, that's, a, that's a really good one. Yeah. Because, um, you know, not everyone is invited into the, the, the house of the, well, the quote unquote. <laughs> the house of the Lord. House of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So some of us have to get it elsewhere. Yeah. And guess what? It's there. It's there to get. To get. Um. <laughs> My number one, oh my god! <laughs> it's the, now this is the 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 hottest of hot takes. Um, my mentions are fully open, and I know y'all are probably gonna read me, and there might be some shade thrown, you know. And that's fine. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> so my number one hard truth that I think our community needs to accept: mm -hmm. you aren't thick; you're fat. <laughs> Say it one more time. You're you not thick. Aren't you are not thick. You are fat. Um you know, black people, we are awesome. Yes. We are amazing. We find the the good in everything. We are resilient. And, you know, even during the most trying times, we find a way to, to make it through. And you know what? I feel like the term thick is doing more harm for our community than it is good. 
Um, and it's funny because in the gay community, it's become an even bigger it sure issue. Has. <laughs> um, you, I've seen over. I feel like over the past three months, I've seen several <laughs> like um, Twitter arguments and moments where that spawn from either a slim po- person posting a picture saying um, "thick as fuck" <laughs> or like a, a, a fit person posting a picture saying that that they're thick or that their thighs are thick or something and then there's this weird thing that happens in 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 both cases there's the the slim person gets policed and told they don't have claims or rights to that term because they're slim and the fit person (laughs) gets told the same thing and it's usually coming from people that are fat and not thick And I'm saying this, I swear to God, I'm saying this with all the love in my heart. It's okay to be fat. If you are confident in your fatness, if you are, if you love yourself and all of, you know, your size, all the X's, listen, that is none of my business. I am proud of you, you know, as long as you're healthy. And when I say healthy, I mean you don't have high blood pressure. Hypertension. And hypertension. Cholesterol. Cholesterol. Those things. As long as you aren't on a journey to a quick death, you know. <laughs> I have no problem with people being any size that they are happy with being because I'm not buying your jeans. Okay? You are. So you have to be fine with how you fit in them, not me. Um, no jeans. And this is coming from... I'm not... I, I'm not... In those days... <laughs> I'm not skinny by any mean. I am not a slim person. Okay. You know, I'm, I don't even consider myself thick. I personally still consider myself fat. But, okay, now, but you're not. I know there's people that would disagree, but, you know, that's my thing. Okay. That's where I, I still sit with the fat girls. Okay. Until this belly is 100% gone. I want you to know that the fat girls are going to hate you. Because they, well, no shade, they can't because they don't even know what I look like. That's what, what I'm I mean. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't even be mad because they don't look like. But anyway, my point is, this is not to shame fat people at all. Okay, we are family, like a giant tree <laughs> reaching out for the fries. I get it. Okay, my point is, a lot of y'all are not thick. Okay, thickness, in my personal opinion, is when. Muscle and fat meet in the middle. It's when you're you're you just got extra. Like if your thighs, I'm a thigh person, right? I have just my thighs are just my legs are are, are are a little bit bigger, especially my thighs, right? My thighs are thick. There's muscle there, you know. I'm it's naturally a, a thicker muscle. There's also a little bit of fat. Okay, so that's Serena. Because here's the thing, right? I saw somebody say that you you aren't thick if you don't have a a belly. And I said, now, wait a minute. That's a fucking lie. So you're going to sit in Serena V. Williams' face and tell her she's not thick? Because she ain't got a a gut? What? That logic is fucked up. You're going to, you're going to, like, that makes no sense to me. And I think that we need to have an, and this is, okay, I'm going to be very serious. I think we need to have an honest conversation because the term thick has been used to cushion, no pun intended, 
cushion <laughs> the hurt that comes with fat. Okay? There's a lot of sting. There's a lot of vigor. There's a lot of hurt that comes with being called fat. And we have co-opted the term thick to make people feel more comfortable and more accepting. Because us as black people, our bodies are built differently. Have you ever tried to buy pants in Europe or Zara? It's just, it's not the same. Okay? They'd, I went to Canada when I was like 14. I was shopping and I was like, none of these pants fit me the way they're supposed to. And not because I was a little chunky. It's just because my, my cousin said, yeah, because they don't make clothes for us here. Not like that, at least. So I understand that, you know, people of color often, for a lot of us, we have fuller hips, we have thicker legs, we got some ass on us, you know what I mean? The chest might be a little bit broader, you know, you might just be more solidly built Mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. the slim, you know, frail white person. I went on Urban Dictionary while you were talking really quickly, and Mm -hmm. they're defining thick as the top definition Nice ass, nice legs, not skinny <laughs> with meat on your bones. But a better one is a woman with a perfect body filled in the filled in places that are by nature designed to attract the opposite sex, such as the thighs, the hips, the breasts, and the most lovely part of it all, the booty. And another one that's a little better than that is a girl or guy who isn't fat or skinny, but is well proportioned, has enough meat on his or her bones in all the right places. So I think that's a better one. You know, you, I like that. You one. have to yeah, be that one's better. You have to be well proportioned. You know, right. we're not talking. You got a big stomach hanging over your hanging over your belt and a big butt and big thighs and big breasts and a big back. Like no, <laughs> <laughs> why you say back? And a big back. You know, like no, that's 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 not thick. It has to be. If you're a hundred pounds overweight, you're not thick. Goodbye. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not thick. If you're sick, like, if you're sixty pounds overweight, you're not thick. And when I say overweight, I don't mean like <sighs> make it look good. Not even. And, and my thing isn't even about a making it look good thing. It's I think we just need to be honest with ourselves. Okay. We just need to be honest with ourselves, and we need to be honest with what triggers a lot of us. When we, when we, because the thing that bothers me is I keep seeing the arguments over what is thick versus what is fat, or, you know, you're too skinny, you can't own the term thick. And we're not, I don't see any discussions behind why these people are so passionate about the ownership of the word thick. I don't see anyone admitting the fact that fat people have co opted the word thick to make themselves feel better about being fat and more comfortable in their fat bodies. And I think that's the truth that needs to be told. Cause the truth is a lot of these people are thick. Like, yes, he has a slim, a a flat stomach, but he has a lot of thighs and some ass. That's thick. That is thick. Like you can't tell someone that they can't consider themselves thick just because they're not overweight, just because they don't have a gut, just because they, happen to you know be be toned because that's what thick should be it's it's muscle and fat at an equal and proportionate amount you can't be you can't expect for for someone that that like like that like the 
the definition says that has a lot of, you know, thigh, a lot of ass, you know, thicker legs, whatever the case may be, is proportional to, to proportional, mm-hmm. or maybe they're slim thick because that's also a thing. That is a thing. That's a thing. But for me, you can't say someone. You can't attack someone else for feeling good about their body by using a term that you only use to make you feel good about your body. That, to me, is a little selfish. It's a little unfair. And also, it's a little bit of a lie. (laughs) Most importantly. Okay? So, own your fat. Rejoice in your fat. Pull these niggas in your fat. Get this money in your fat. Be confident and happy in your fat. And also, let niggas say they thick. And, we I mean, most of us know it's a grab for attention anyway, so it's not that deep. Okay? Y'all don't have to have arguments about it. But let's just be real, okay? And that's said with love. Well. So. Those are the 10 hard truths that we feel our community needs to accept. Um, If you have any of your own that you'd like to share with us, please do. Join the conversation. You know, if there's a truth you think I need to... (laughs) (laughs) Let me know to shut my fat ass up. And what did you, you do? Never me fat and ass what did you price. do? I shut my fat ass I up. I shut my fat ass up. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a short little break and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey, y'all. Hope you're enjoying the episode thus far. If you don't already, please follow myself and Malik on our personal social medias. You can follow me on Instagram at Vonagram or on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. And you can follow Malik on Instagram at Yo Malik and on Twitter at Yo Malik. Now let's get into the next topic. All right. So we are back with the wind down. Uh, <laughs> if this is your first time listening to us, uh, the wind down segment is our uh, celebrity slash entertainment news based portion of the show uh, just to kind of you know end things on a light note um, so for this week we have quite a few topics a little bit heavier than normal um, but the first thing that I wanted for us to get into was Old Town Road um, the song by Lil Nas X has gone number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts um, initially the song received uh, well started uh, controversy because Billboard removed the song from their country charts um, after claiming it was it didn't contain country origin in regard to the production or the sound of the song. Um, but either way, Lil Nas X came out on top because he has the number one song in the country, and Billboard is predicting predicting that it will be number one for quite some time due to how it's um, performing compared to its you know. contemporaries or competitors um the reason that i wanted to bring this up on the show is because lil nas x although he hasn't claimed it officially is queer um now i'm not gonna throw the title gay at him all i'll know is if you are a um avid twitter user you probably remember the the account nas mirage um that is lil nas x um he's a barb (laughs) which <laughs> um, <laughs> let me stop being messy but no he he um was a very popular twitter account that he had he kind of his claim to fame um outside of being a barb was this series of threads that he did where it was like pick your 
uh, destination or pick your pick your your, your future your your fate or whatever the case may be is and it was kind of like these series series of interactive threads that you could kind of like navigate through picking making essentially making picking blah, blah I'm like rambling essentially uh, picking different outcomes for yourself which would lead to this thing and it became massive that went really really viral and I heard initially that they were trying to do something with that but I guess it never went anywhere um, but Little Nas um, s- decided to start making music and I think the doper conversation that's not being had is the fact that he essentially found the 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 major key if you will that a lot of these artists are trying to uh, to find now you see a lot of people doing challenges um, the level up challenge the um, in my feelings challenge there's a lot of these uh, Megan the stallion has done a challenge there's a lot of these artists that are now and labels I should say more so than the artists are trying to do these challenges as ways of creating um, content and, and trying to make songs go viral to then of course help promote the song and cause it to become a hit and someone who was creating viral content for essentially a career now has the number one song on Billboard using his own strategy so I just thought it was really dope and wanted to mention that um, have you heard Old Town Road? I heard it for the first time this morning as I was getting ready for the day I really like the song got the horses in the back it's like <laughs> so nice and you know it definitely does have a, a country twang to it um and I, and I think billy ray sounds fucking awesome on it too i really he like does. it a lot i listened to the remix and I listened to the original version i liked both um <clears throat> i wasn't familiar with uh nas mirage at all before uh before like researching him but I really liked the song. I thought it was cute. And I'm interested to see, like, what else happens from this. Because, you know, he is viral. And, you know, if you... Most viral sensations, they don't last long. It's, it's kind of like a shooting star. So I'm kind of interested to see if he will be able to capitalize on this and, and begin to make more music and just do more when it comes to staying relevant. Do, um, do you think you know that he will? Funny? I was just going to say, I don't even think he has to. Like, I don't know about y'all, but all I want is one. Okay. I just want God <laughs> to, to rain down on me <laughs> with just one Jesus. I just want one hit song. Just give me a writing credit somewhere because he's going to make money off of this for the rest of his life. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm pretty sure in five to ten years, there's going to be a commercial come on and it's going to, can't nobody tell me nothing. And we're all going to be like, hey, that's that song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, listen, in movies, Kaya all said all you need is one. One. Kaya that's said all, that listen. all you need is one hit. One. Yeah, that's true. One. Um, however, you know, the one, the last thing that I want to touch on this in regards to Lil Nas is unfortunately, you know, <laughs> like I said last week with Cardi B, you know, people, they lift you up and then they try to pull you right on down. <laughs> um, his nudes were leaked. Oh, that's fucked up. Yes. Um, somehow, some, some way. I just heard the song in my head as soon as I said that. Um, his nudes were leaked. There's this random Twitter account. I'm not going to give it any attention. That has posted gifts and videos of him um, exposed. <laughs> so, it and it's funny because I was talking to my, my uh, coworker about it. And she was like, hey, that's probably him. And I was like, you know what? 
with the way the controversy helped his song go viral, especially because he tweeted about it and said, I hope that at least they post the good ones, which was that was his response to people telling him that his nudes had leaked. And I said, you know what? I would not be surprised if that was also him trolling and was like, let me also throw my nudes out there to cause even more controversy and get even more people talking. So I don't know if we've seen the last of Nas Mirage, but we've definitely seen all <laughs> Nas Mirage. Of Nas Mirage. <laughs> um, the next topic that I want to discuss uh, was Wendy Williams has filed for divorce from her husband, Kevin Hunter. About time. Round of applause. I mean, yes. two snaps in a Z yeah. formation for Wendell. <laughs> um, Not Wendell. <laughs> for real, no, Wendy, no. I, I'm happy for her because she's just been going through so much. And with her yeah. in this sober house, she needs to just go ahead and just let that go. Because this man has been cheating on her for years. Like... Um, That's not even cheating anymore. That's like... Like, a- the Daily Star did a whole expose on her in 2017 about... Um, you know about her husband and about like just following his life and this his mistress for all these years and it's just crazy that it's been going on this long and obviously they have a whole house yeah and cars and names on the mailbox mm-hmm. and they're having a baby like that's a relationship this is a whole nother life yeah um i was discussing this earlier that you know the thing that sucks for wendy is she's made kevin such an integral part of her business empire yeah in every aspect, from radio to, to TV, he's literally executive producer, manager, et cetera, et cetera, in every avenue. And I have to just, again, you know, I, I don't mean to bring Rihanna up for no reason, but I'm just, I stand her so much because Rihanna said, you know what? I'll never have a nigga be a part of my brand or my foundation. Mm. And we ain't seen her man at all involved in nothing and i feel like more women need to take that approach do not involve these men in every aspect of your career more people in general yeah do not involve your significant other in every aspect of your career because or your your brand your businesses whatever the case may be is because when things go left and they do go left all the time you're left in situations like this where Wendy is going to have to pay. She's just going to, point blank, period. And because Kevin knows where all the bodies are buried, he knows all the truths of the untruths of the truths. And more, more importantly, he's literally in all the contracts. So she is going to have to pay, but I think the price that she's going to have to pay is worth the peace that she'll get from leaving the situation. So. Although she's been quite awful to people over the the years, um, well wishes to her, and hopefully she can start over and you know find somebody that'll love her the way she should be loved. Absolutely. So shout out to Wendy. Um, Speaking of niggas being a part of your brand, Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jayonce is a thing. Um, Beyonce has teamed up with Netflix to bring us. Um, Homecoming, which is a docu-film of her Coachella experience. It, um, the, the, the docu-film will follow Beyonce from inception of this, what was this performance and what it means to her and what it means to our cult, well, excuse me, 
what it means to African American culture, um, because it's not really a career. I, when I was watching, I remember watching this and being everyone was like, "Oh my!" Like when she sang "Lift Every Voice" and saying, "I'm going to admit something." That was the first time I've heard that song. Really? In like, yeah, like ever. I literally, yeah. That <laughs> like, is strange. I, I I mean I knew of "Lift Every Voice" and sing, but like actually hearing it, like I never went to actually go listen to the song. So I knew of it, but literally all I knew of that song was "Lift Every Voice" and sing. Like I didn't know. I don't know what comes after that part. Yes, that is the Negro National Anthem. Like, I grew yeah. up singing that song in kindergarten. Like, that was a song you it. had to sing. Like, we learned that very early on. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't I didn't connect to that moment like everyone else did. But I was just like, oh, this is very black. Now, I connected to, like, the, the band portion of it because I did go to high school sure. in America, in Atlanta at that. So, it was very black. And I was a part of the step team. So that's also very black, you know, very African American. Um, so, but yeah, the the um, docu film uh, will cover, like I said, from the inception of the the performance as to why she chose to do it. Um, you will get all the behind the scenes footage. We are we already saw Blue Ivy whipping. Uh, I said Ivy, the Jamaican jump Blue Ivy, <laughs> <laughs> the Blue Ivy uh, whipping whipping her hair um, while she was learning the choreo, which was adorable. And of course, we're gonna get tons of uh, personal, family footage from from Beyonce. So um, that'll be coming to us on the thirteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Seventeenth. The seventeenth. The seventeenth. Yes, not thirteenth. The seventeenth. So I'm sure we'll all tune into that, like we all tuned into the Coachella performance, and we'll all we'll stand. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. Speaking of things that are coming up. Uh, Mariah Carey is slated to receive the Billboard Music Icon Award um, May 1st at the Billboard Awards. Well-deserved. Um, extremely well-deserved. Yeah. Like, Mariah is masterful in so many different ways. She's truly an artist and truly an icon. Like, she changed the game when it comes to R&B and pop music. Mm-hmm. Like, from vocal performance to song structure collaborations collaborations yeah. and the incorporation of, of of rap and pop music she's done so much for music from r&b to pop and it's it goes without saying honestly that that she deserves this award and i can't wait to see what happens she's also supposed to be performing now i personally hope they tap a few people to tribute her i don't know if they will I doubt um, it. I would. I would love to see Tori Kelly. Mm, that'd be beautiful. Um, I would love to see Ariana, and I would love to see. You know, who would be a random choice? Who? Karina Passion. Do you remember her? I do, but I don't. I haven't heard of her in so long, and I don't we even haven't. know her voice to say I want to hear her sing a Mariah Carey song. I'd rather, I I'd rather them get Leona Lewis, honestly. <laughs> you know what? Bam. Perfect. Leona Lewis, Ariana Grande. And Tori Kelly. And Tori Kelly. Bam. All somewhat racially ambiguous. I was going to say all, all the racially whistle. ambiguous girls. They all can whistle, and they're all great singers. Yep. 
Billboard make that happen. Just cut us a little five percent. Um, so. speaking of the Icon Award, I was a little confused that uh, Jennifer Lopez has also won this same honor. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> Because Mariah might not know her, but Billboard clearly does. We're just not gonna go there right now. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna leave it, you know. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna leave it where it is. Mariah is extremely beyond overly deserving of this. Overly, yes, agreed. The other girls will leave them where they are. Shout out to them. Um, and the last story we're gonna touch on for <laughs> our wind down. I'm going to let Malik take the lead on because he suggested this. Oh, my gosh, you guys. There is this breaking news story here in Atlanta about um, there was a homicide in Atlanta recently where there was um, this married couple, uh, a teacher who actually taught at McNair High School, uh, and he allegedly stole $100,000 from the church, Ooh. okay? So not the church. He stole a hundred thousand dollars from the church, according to oh, he's going to hell. Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta. <laughs> and in police. every bit of a hurry. And like, so, wow. uh, McClendon Thomas, who's forty-two, he taught social studies at McNair High School. Um, was he, he had he had a boyfriend, and he is accused of killing his boyfriend. Oh God, it's a crafty gay. Yeah, Jesus a crafty Lord. gay. He, he he taught at McNair High School. And he's being accused of killing his boyfriend, wow. and then he died yeah. in a car crash after fleeing the scene during a high-speed chase while the police what? were after him. Uh, it's, what kind of movie shit is I this? I mean, this is something that you only see in a soap opera. Essentially, the backstory is McClendon, was, McClendon is a married man. Uh, he had been married to another man for over 20 years. Um, oh, he was carrying, carrying. Yeah, he was carrying, carrying, carrying. And he was messing around with an escort. Apparently, he found out that his friend was also messing around with this escort during one of their friendly conversations. You know how your friend be, oh, girl, I'm going to show you this guy I'm talking to. His friend ends up showing him the picture of the guy he's talking to. And he realizes that the guy his friend's talking to is his side piece. Okay. Wow. He then goes and confronts the side piece. The side piece allegedly files a report with the police saying that, you know, McClendon Thomas is harassing me, threatening me, XYZ. Um apparently the police did nothing, okay? And they never do. They so you know, awesome. and then McClendon Thomas allegedly drove to um, his boyfriend's his side piece's apartment. They got into some type of argument, and he killed the guy. The guy he killed is Mister wow. James Curtis Jones. He was forty five. Um, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's always the older gays. <sighs> listen, you know they give us a lot for being younger gay, but the old listen. When I say keeping up mess is always. Do you remember when that guy disappeared? Last like a year, oh, year and a half ago. it was a whole and he, scam. And then he ended up being in Europe. Like, <laughs> yes, I remember that story. This is like that, but like written by Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, this story is really crazy because of the fact that it's like not only were you cheating on your boyfriend, but you also were embezzling money from the church. The church. And, the church? And, and apparently he had he had embezzled over a hundred and three thousand dollars. 
See, this is exactly why y'all don't deserve nice things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, whoa. They're taking all the ties and offerings. Yeah. But I think what's really funny is that <laughs> the whole... The whole like church embezzlement thing, like that came out in 2015, but now it's like I just love how the media is like <laughs> coupling that in. With, oh wait, no, they didn't. <laughs> like they came out in 2015, but I think they said, "Oh, this too, add that in there too." <laughs> yeah, like they just couple it all in, like they just make it so bad. But um, they better paint that th- picture. You know, this story is is still being updated, um, and Mr. McClinda Thomas was also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Uh, and he is slated to have his of course he's a uh, his Jesus. service in the next few days. So definitely, oh, I know that is going to be a funk shit. Definitely, <laughs> like, uh, our heart our heart and prayers goes out to his widower, his husband, his ex, his husband that is still living. But um, it's definitely a fucked up thing. And 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 apparently, after he went and killed the man, his boyfriend, he went back home to his husband and you know laid the bed as if nothing had happened. That is terrifying. Niggas ain't shit. Ain't shit. <laughs> Never will be. They don't even try. Damn. Y'all are so raggedy. So raggedy. Y'all are so raggedy. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, for tuning into another episode of Grown Up Gay with your boy Vaughn and Malik. We're going to hit you with a few places where you can reach us if you want to follow the show you can follow the show at on instagram at growing up gay you can follow us on twitter at growing up gay underscore and again the instagram is grown like malik and i are up gay mm-hmm. uh the twitter is growing without a g up gay underscore you can go to the website which is growingupgay.com and we're making some changes there be patient with us um you can follow us on our personal social medias on Twitter, I am underscore Vaughn. On Instagram, I don't post anything there yet. It's Vonagram Malik. And Twitter, it's still at Yo Malik. And Instagram, it is at Malik Khalid Yoga. And if you would like to contact us for anything, if you want to donate $5,000 to my bank account, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> cash app. Um, cash app. You know what that cash app gonna do? Um, okay. You know, but no, you can <laughs> you can what, email what us. Cash app gonna do? Right. Instead of what that mouth do, what that cash app do? Um, you can contact us at Vaughn at growingupgay.com, Malik at growingupgay.com, or you can email the show itself at growingupgay um, at gmail.com. Again, that's Vaughn at growingupgay.com, Malik at growingupgay.com, or growingupgay at gmail.com, and all this information will be in the more info box so you all have a wonderful wonderful day yes 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 holla bye